0: You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jean-Nan right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is Mixed Martial Arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far oh boy oh boy um as i am recording this episode we're actually having a major (laughs) snowstorm outside in guelph ontario so hopefully by the time you are going to be listening to this you are not driving around because let me tell you i had to drive home from the lab today and uh no bueno not fun uh (laughs) But uh, hopefully when we go to sleep tonight and we wake up tomorrow, the roads are going to be cleared up a little bit more and uh, we can drive out there a little bit safely from that point on. But uh, yeah, I hope that everybody's been keeping safe and uh, taking care of themselves and really just honestly staying indoors as much as you can because it's just not safe to be out right now um but anywho I hope that y'all have been enjoying your week so far I feel like I say this every time but honestly to me it feels like it has not even been a week yet it feels like the days are just all scrambled and any day feels like any other day pretty much like I can't I don't know if it's because I work too much or what but uh to me I feel like I feel the same these days uh on a wednesday as i do on a saturday because either day i'm just working um but hey i mean i i wasn't crying you were crying okay <laughs> but uh yeah i'm looking forward to actually this weekend um i don't have to go in for any experiments but i do have to do some analysis work on my computer but i'm looking forward to doing that from the comfort of my home i'm gonna be making some hot chocolate uh, you know, peel some fruit and whatnot and just sit on my desk, do some work from home for a little while and just like, ooh, I, I really want to take naps, too. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the struggles of a grad student, you already know. Uh, but I hope that everybody else has been doing OK so far. Um, there's a lot that is going on in the world of combat sports right now. Oh, man, Uh, (laughs) I got you covered in different aspects today, y'all. So there's been something that, um, okay, I cannot recall if I talked about this earlier or not, but uh, I really do want to talk about. Everything that's been happening uh, with the announcement that was recently put out regarding the heavyweight fight that John Jones is going to be having against uh, Sorel gone for the heavyweight championship belt of the world. Um, I'm going to be talking about that in more detail uh, just like briefly and then I'll, <laughs> I'll give you my two cents of it all and uh, I'll give you my perspective on is this even a good idea or not? Because you know what, it it was announced a couple of weeks ago and uh, we have been talking about it in scatters on the show. But um, as I do more research myself and as I <laughs> do more reflections on my own, I just keep thinking, "I like, is this even a good idea, right? So today I'll be talking about that a little bit and give you my perspective of it all. Uh, hopefully i can keep it um (laughs) kind of brief and short so that i talk about this next thing that i want to talk about very much uh in detail on the show so this is okay this mark today's episode what episode is it honestly it is i think episode what episode are we on like episode 307 okay so episode 307 of tko mark this episode down For the first time that we're going to be talking about this new field of combat sports (laughs) called power slapping. Yes, you heard that right. Power slapping is a legit thing. You might be wondering, well, what does it entail? It entails literally what it says. Uh, You would have two people stand in front of each other. There is a like a platform in between them separating the two. Uh, you have to stand in your own box and your opponent has to stand in their own box and what's gonna happen is that you are going to have 30 seconds to like properly accurately target your opponent's uh, chin or wherever you wanna sl- <laughs> wherever you want to slap your opponent in the face, right? Um, you you get to position your hand and you just kind of like evaluate which angle you want to go at and within this 30 seconds you have to power slap your opponent and let me tell you this is not a game uh this is this is a legit risky sport if you want to call it a sport now that is the hot topic that's that's the hot take of your girl right here is it even a sport? And that's something that I really want to talk about on today's show because you know when naturally when you see something new, you're like, mmm, okay, interesting. Mm, do I like it? Do I not like it? How do I really feel about this? So today I'll give you my honest opinion on uh this whole power slapping uh shenanigans that have been put out recently so i think you know what i think i'll probably get started with um everything that i have to talk about today about the power slapping league and uh later i'll get into the john jones uh stuff as well but without further ado let's get started okay so (laughs) power slapping so i explained the rules to you how it works and whatnot you might have seen clips here and there on like social media on YouTube of people carrying on this sport, quote unquote sport, not in North America. It was mainly a thing. It was a huge thing, actually, in Russia. But what happened recently was that the president of the UFC, Dana White, he actually established a brand new Uh, organization and league for power slapping and it's literally called uh, i think it's called power slap yeah power slap is the official name um and it's the world's biggest um power slapping organization which is wild but dana white was the founder of this and you know with all the experience with the array of experience that he's had organizing and just managing everything in the UFC over the past 30 years right it has been 30 years which is crazy um this is almost like second nature to him it's no uh it's nothing new to him to create a brand new sport right however this is my thing with this whole power slapping competition so can we actually argue that it is indeed a sport What even constitutes a sport? To me, a sport is, you know, you having at least two parties that are going against each other and there are some rules in place that tell you what to do and what is not allowed to do in a competition and that by the end of whatever, like round or bout or whatever you want to call it, there is going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser and there's also possibilities that there can be a draw. And if you happen to have a league, you know, you get to like go through people and then you become the champion eventually when you beat everybody else in the league. To me, that's a sport. Now, does power slapping fulfill or like does it uh, uh, just cross all the boxes here in terms of being qualified as a sport? It does. Right. Like with everything that I explained to you previously, with all the rules and how. I guess organized it is right now in the league that the UFC is trying to create for it yes it does qualify as a sport how are we going to actually take it as a sport though you know I mean in my opinion I mean you guys know I'm the most die hard combat sports fan I love anything that involves combat anything that involves martial arts and striking and wrestling and all that cool stuff right and, you know, when when new things like this come up, I'm just a little bit perplexed at, at the beginning. Uh, for example, if you guys remember when uh, bare knuckle boxing became a thing, and we talked about it here on the show and we talked about how, okay, it's great, like, you know, it's still the sport, but then the fact that it is, after all, bare knuckle, it's just a little bit weird because we're not really used to seeing it happen all that often unless we're talking about street fighting or what have you, right? So when a new sport with new conditions and rules is is introduced into the world as sports fans, you know, we, we like the fact fundamentals of it but we're also just shocked at the same time we're still trying to get used to everything that the sport constitutes right so here is my take on this whole power slapping thing it does qualify as a sport objectively right so that's great but i'll give you my take on it all To me, what makes combat sports so exciting to watch and um, I just like, you know, not just me, but like people like me, like dedicated, hardcore martial arts fans um, and uh, advocates. We love to sit down and analyze these sports because of how intricate they really are. Yes, they, they are quote unquote fighting. They are violent sports, if you were to classify them as that. Um, however, there's so much, there's so many moving pieces that um, contribute to uh, making a fight so incredibly great and so thoughtful. Um, it's pretty much like you're playing chess with your body. When you're thinking about boxing, that's the case. When you're thinking about MMA, that's the case, and any other form of combat sport, in my opinion, because it's like it's you and you only versus your opponent, and um, there's so many moving pieces that that make the competition what it is and there's so many things that can go wrong so many nuances and just so much complexity to the sport which make it so exciting to analyze and study right so that's mainly with all the combat sports that we know thus far what about power slapping so for power slapping like i described to you earlier you there are some rules but then the the bottom line is that you just have to slap your opponent very hard Uh, if they get knocked out which they will in some cases you know that's it the the match is over if they're unable to get back to their feet within a 30 second period and respond back with another slap to their opponent then it's over right But this is the thing, like this is my problem with this whole power slapping um, league and competition and just keeping it as a legitimate sport. In my opinion, you know, that is the only moving part to the sport. That is the only variable that is for us to like watch out for, if that makes sense. There's not going to be any kicks. There's not going to be like a hook and a jab and a cross. There's not going to be any opportunities for the other person to defend against punches to uh, dodge away from punches and to have their own response to the slap in the heat of the moment so it's just a little bit limiting to me in that sense and um the fact that the the slap is the only thing that is that constitutes this whole sport pretty much right and your power like, yeah, uh, the bigger you are, obviously, the more powerful your slap is going to be um, and things like that. Right. But, yeah, that's the thing. Like the fact that your opponent has to just stand there, eat the eat the slap and then like do the same thing to you. That to me is in real combat. Uh, and I just internally have some issues with it because to me with combat sports, you're supposed to be fluid and dynamic uh in real time and there's in in real combat there's no opportunity for you to just stand there with your opponent and just like go one-on-one just like you punch one i punch one but in the meantime i am not uh, allowed to uh, move my head away or do whatever you know or like uh do like a counter attack or something so that's what makes this whole power slapping thing kind of weird to me Um, and for those reasons i will not ever qualify it as a combat sport even though it was started up by the president of the ufc yes it is kind of violent um it does include striking but the 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 complexity of the striking does not remotely equate to what we see in real combat sports Um, so I, (laughs) I have been watching some of their episodes right now on YouTube. They're actually available on YouTube, the power slap competitions. There's a lot of moments that I'm like, what on earth did I just watch? And some other moments, I'm not going to lie they're pretty entertaining you know these these uh matches or whatever you want to call them they they are pretty entertaining and they they're catchy you want to see what's going to happen if somebody does get knocked out you do (laughs) something with knockouts like we just crave knockouts we love to see people get knocked out um but again to me i wish that there there were more elements to it as opposed to me just standing here and somebody else just trying to slap me as hard as they can and me not even being allowed to properly move away from it and just having to stand there still and eat the eat the power slap like it's just a little bit weird to me in that sense but nonetheless is it entertaining yes Mm, is it a real combat sport probably not (laughs) but is it going to become popular Mm, now that's the million dollar question right and i feel like if that wasn't even in the equation Dana White wouldn't even remotely think about coming up with this whole leak for power slapping, right? He knows what's up. He's been in the game, the uh, like the sports uh, marketing and entertainment business for 30 years. He knows what's up. He knows what, like some of the stuff that he will do will make him more money as opposed to some stuff that will bring less viewership to his company and whatnot. With this though, he knew what he was doing and he, knew, he knows that somehow you know the folks who or okay most of the folks who watch combat sports might be also interested in watching something like this uh but you know he just knows how to market it and um, the way that he's been going about doing that it does again market it as a legit combat sport which i think i guess on the surface gives it the legitimacy that it (laughs) needs um but also i know exactly the 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 fact that he is aiming to um evolve this whole league so that he can make more money off of it and to be to make it uh more popular in a sense which i think will eventually happen especially because he is the one who is backing up this whole league now in north america um but um uh, you know what? I, I am not surprised that um, if in the future this sport becomes more popular and more uh, people want to tune into it, I would not be surprised because I understand what brings in viewership to uh, 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 matches and sports events and whatnot. Um, and I hate to say it this way. Sometimes when you have more violence, there's going to be more viewership. So think about why people again um like i said earlier think about why people love to watch knockouts why do people want to watch finishes and mma fights because they're naturally more entertaining to watch and it's the same thing here with power slapping because again the fact that you are merely just standing in front of your opponent for them to just slap you so hard in the face there's so many opportunities for people to get knocked out just cold and you need to see these videos they're absolutely crazy and out of this world but you know there's also so many opportunities with power slapping for for so many like highlight videos and so many finishes and whatnot and for that reason um i do predict more viewership for the sport and more people to um, naturally tune into uh watching power slap competitions uh (laughs) which is wild i mean you know internally you feel conflicted you're like what what on earth am i watching right but um psychologically people are gonna tune into that and that's just that's just how it works and um you know what like i said myself like i am personally very conflicted like i do find it entertaining but in the back of my mind i'm like what is going on like i can't believe i'm watching something like this and Mm, you know, like, what is this? <laughs> right? Question mark. Uh, but anywho, I just wanted to talk about it on today's um, episode. And I'm, I'm going to mark it down on my calendar. Episode 307 is the first time that we're going to be talking about power slapping. And I'm really curious to see if our view is going to be any different um, in upcoming episodes when power slapping becomes more of a thing, potentially and um you know how the world of combat sports is willing to welcome it into the 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 combat sports world and community how well is it going to be accepted and uh, how popular it's going to be so you know what i'm gonna come back to this episode later listen to some of the views that i have currently and compare them to some of the views that i will have in the future regarding power slapping but there you go um if you're interested in watching what the heck i just talked about some power slapping competitions they are actually available on the ufc's uh, youtube page I think it's called Power Slap um, Road to Championship or something something along those lines. Uh, there's two episodes that are out. So the way that Dana White has constructed this whole show is that it's pretty much like um, The Ultimate Fighter, the show. So folks would actually come in, audition, <laughs> audition for Power Slapping. And whoever becomes uh, selected by Dana White is um, entered into like their league kind of and there's going to be two coaches so there's going to be two teams two teams are going to go against each other and um uh, whoever wins the whole competition or the whole uh what is it called tournament is going to get a contract like an official professional contract with power slap which is the ufc's official power slapping league so there you go um (laughs) yeah i'm probably gonna go watch episode two tonight after i finish recording this but hey guilty (laughs) haha but uh yeah no i really do i really did want to talk about it on today's episode and you know what if you guys have any other opinions about this i would love to hear your take on it give us a shout out on instagram at tko underscore podcast um just let us know what you think are you for it are you against it do you want to potentially participate in power slapping? Question mark. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that that was something I really wanted to get off my chest because I started watching it last night. And I'm like, hmm, this is something I really want to talk about on TKO this week. But here we go. All right. So that's that. Um, I want to talk about, I feel okay. I hope that today's episode doesn't come across like super judgmentally <laughs> because I realized that, I mean, I'm just giving you my take you know like uh, if I if I wanted to give you everybody else's take then this wouldn't be TKO you're probably listening to TKO to listen to uh Janon's takes right so uh, (laughs) with this next thing I want to talk about I want to give you my take on uh what I think about this whole John Jones fight that's gonna happen in March for the heavyweight championship belt of the world. So you may have heard John Jones, the former light heavyweight champion of the world, the man who is technically undefeated inside the octagon. Um, after he left the light heavyweight division, he decided to move up a weight division and move to the heavyweight division. So how long ago was that? That was about, I think, three years ago, like started the pandemic if I'm not mistaken maybe even earlier Oof, yeah so it's been a hot minute since he actually made the decision to move up a weight division to heavyweight, and ha, it's been interesting it's been an interesting journey for him uh, he has been training very hard to put on muscle and to put on weight or rather put on weight but in a way that is mainly muscle which is very important because um, if you want to fight at a heavier weight division and you do put on weight but it's mainly like fat or something that's not going to be super useful uh for him if he wants to stay uh, permanently in the heavyweight division then i would understand why he uh decided to train all this time to put on all the muscle that he can so that he can actually qualify as a heavyweight but also still maintain power still maintain um uh his physicality and whatnot Right. So he took all this time to fully prepare. And recently he was announced to have a fight against Cyril Gunn, who's the former title challenger in the heavyweight division. And so that's that is exactly the problem with me. Um, I'm just you know what, this was honestly a shower thought that I had. Cause of course, this is the type of stuff that I think about in the shower. I'm like, mm, is this is this a good match for John Jones? Like <laughs> Is he going to get, like, beat up pretty fast in this fight against her all gone? Mm, you know, uh, the the eye emoji. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it really does concern me. And it concerns me because this whole time we've been told. And you know what? We've been proven that John Jones is arguably one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. Okay? And that's that's exactly what concerns me because I don't want him to come in after this whole time fight such a high talent like Cyril Ghosn and loses like that makes no sense to me right so I'm just naturally very perplexed by this matchup actually I don't understand why the first match that John Jones is about to have in the heavyweight division is for the championship belt one thing and then the second thing is that he is fighting off against the former title challenger Cyril Ghosn who has no one to underestimate Cyril Ghosn I mean Look at his fight against Francis Ngannou, the former heavyweight champion Francis Francis Ngannou. Oh my God, Francis Ngannou, who recently relinquished the belt in heavyweight. Right? Go back and watch his fight, and tell me if um, he is an easy opponent. Not at all. Not at all. So that's what concerns me about this fight because Cyril Gunn. I mean, to me, and in all fairness, he does remind me of a younger John Jones. And that's bad news for John Jones, for the current day John Jones, because current day John Jones is not the young John Jones. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, Cyril Ghosn has been fighting a lot more often in the meantime. He has not had the, the, the long layoff that John Jones has had in the meantime. And as I've mentioned in our previous episodes, ladies and gentlemen, Ring Russ is a real phenomenon. And with Ring Russ, we don't. We could care less if John Jones is sparring in the gym every single day. It doesn't matter because it's not a full-on professional fight, and it's not going to expose him still to some other environmental factors that are present in an actual fight. Okay. Um. And so because of that, I would one hundred percent say that John Jones is going to struggle with um ring rust. And also, the third factor is that this is a brand new weight division for him. Um, this is the first ever fight that he's going to be having at the heavyweight division. And for him to just jump into this all of a sudden, it makes no sense to me. So, <laughs> that is my current take on this whole fight. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to be watching this fight. Absolutely not. I am 100% pumped to watch this fight. However, I just thought I should voice my concerns about why I think John Jones like if I were John Jones's like coach, I'd be like brother listen uh you need to really watch out here um i know that you're the greatest of all time you know all that uh in brackets don't let that get your ego right but then um at the same time like you really need to watch out don't underestimate surreal gone it is not an easy fight at all if anything it is going to be the hardest fight that you have been in so far ever period um, and I really hope that somebody in John Jones's camp is there to tell him all this stuff so that he doesn't just come in, and, you know, just think, oh, you know what? You know, the UFC is like giving me a, uh, like uh, preferential treatments and I'm just in like I just jumped in for a title shot. That's how people treat me these days kind of thing. No, I don't want him to think that I want him to be realistic and I want him to take his opponent seriously because Sorrell Gunn is no one to underestimate. He is not a joke. All right, so that was my take on all that. Uh, I hope it made sense. But uh, as we get more updates in that regard, I will definitely talk about it more on the show. I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Nan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.